0: Hello and welcome to Treasure Trove, the bi-weekly podcast that brings you tantalizing tidbits about games you may or may not have ever played. I am your host Brent Metcalf and this week I'm going to bring you something that's a little less popular. The past two episodes have been about major franchises um, such as Metal Gear, Final Fantasy and part of that was strategic to try and bring people in listening if you're talking about something something literally has never heard of chances are not many people are going to listen but also because those are games i did feel very passionate about that get kind of short shrifted when they whenever you bring up those franchises um especially final fantasy 9 man i don't understand it it just came out on pc and mobile go but i'm sorry mobile right now it's coming to pc soon go play it the translation looks beautiful they really did up-res those models and make the uh the uh Solitary backgrounds look really good, but that's besides the point. This week we're going to dive kind of deep into the well. This is becoming a a better known franchise, but because of the platform it's on, it's kind of limited. And uh, the franchise I'm talking about is Danganronpa. If you've never heard of Danganronpa, you're in for a treat, let me tell you. I love the series. It is extremely Japanese, so if you can't handle anime, if you can't handle um adventure games i'm going to warn you get out now just kidding you should listen anyways because it's still pretty interesting but anyways um danganronpa is a franchise centered around a uh murderous teddy bear and that's really all you need to know to bring you in the game specifically I'm going to be talking about is Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc this is the first game in the franchise this is the game I recommend most over the rest not necessarily because it's the better game but because the game is so heavily the franchise itself is so heavily story driven that playing some of the latter games without having played the first one you are at a disadvantage Um, so let's begin First of all, let's start with a story. Trigger Happy Havoc takes place at Hope's Peak Academy. This is the uh, prestigious school located in Tokyo that houses the ultimate students. Each student specializes in an area of thought, but they're not necessarily traditional thoughts. Um, Though I'm sure they do have the, the, you know... Ultimate Mathematician. Uh, the characters we're introduced to are a lot quirkier, such as the Ultimate Fashionista or the Ultimate Pop Sensation and the Ultimate Programmer. That's kind of the, the gist of uh the Danganronpa series. It's going to be very quirky and odd, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. Uh, um, the Ultimates all wake up to find themselves trapped in the school with all the doors and windows boarded up. Not just boarded up, but really bolted to the um, to be closed. There's pretty much no way they're getting out of there. In order to escape, the students are instructed by a black and white killer teddy bear named Manakuma to kill one another. That's right. They have to murder one another. Not only do they have to murder one another, but they have to murder one another and get away with the murder. The way it works is that once a body is found, a trial will take place to determine if the person is guilty. A little bit before the trial, everyone gets to go around, gather clues, figure out exactly how the murder took place. Uh, This is all under a time limit, so it's kind of stressful. Um, Not in-game, but for the characters themselves. And uh, once once that has been figured out, the trial will begin. If the murderer can get away with the crime, everyone else dies. Or gets punished, and the killer gets to be released from the uh, school-turned-prison. if the murderer is caught, however, everyone else gets to live and the student turned killer, known as the black end, gets punished. Um, these punishments t- seem to uh, have a theme going along with each student who has themselves turned blackened, which makes them very interesting. It can be very brutal. This game has a very unique style all of its own, in which it is very cartoony, very anime with lots of bright colors and colorful characters, and then someone's murdered and there's blood. Everywhere Now, in order to kind of make things interesting, the blood is very pink. It is a neon pink, uh, which honestly makes it that much more unsettling. Uh, anyways, this leads into uh, the gameplay of Negan Rampa, which revolves pretty heavy around the storytelling. So uh, the gameplay involves the player controlling the ultimate lucky student, Makato Naegi. Um, Makatsu Naegi basically will be your avatar. He has a personality of his own, but it's not really in-depth. It's kind of meant for the player to assume Makatsu Naegi. Um, he will take place, uh, the player will control him throughout the entire game, which involves really two core gameplay loops. The first one's kind of the murder mystery visual novel. Um, really the game is very story heavy. There's lots of dialogue, long sections of talking with characters, motion, Going on um, slightly animated while the story continues forward. Um, there are plenty of times where you might pick the game up for 30 minutes and really not play at all, but just listen to the story. Um, this is done intentionally. It's supposed to be heavy handed. It's supposed to be almost like a motion comic, which some people are not a fan of. This is a very popular genre in Japan. It's called light novels. Um, but nevertheless, I found it very enjoyable. And the story itself is so intriguing, it's kind of hard to put down. But broken up well enough that you can play for relatively short spurts and get an idea of what's going on. Um, there's also free time in between, essentially, trials when people are murdered. And this free time is used by Makato to kind of go around and talk when people get used to them. So you'll control Makato from a first-person perspective, roaming the, stu- the hallways, going into people's rooms and library and other parts around the school as they unlock for you to get a better feel for these characters. You can spend time with characters, get to know them. There is a, a an in-game system where you get to have a bond with someone. You can actually have bonds with all of them. It just requires the end game, which we will get to shortly. But it's really more of a, a relaxed gameplay feel. Until that is, you get to The Adventure Game, which is where the murder mystery takes place. So, once a dead body is found, the game shifts in its style from this relaxed, I'm going to enjoy listening to long, like, dialogue pieces and getting to know people and history of the school and what's going on. And instead, it's going to be more about finding clues. You'll walk into rooms and inspect items. All these will be logged into a diary of sorts that you can reference at any point in time. (coughs) Excuse me. Um... You also interrogate students to figure out where they were, what was going on. Uh, Again, all of these little tidbits get saved for you, so you don't have to worry too much about writing them down. They're going to be referenced later. Um, But they're all very important to solving the actual crime. Once you've figured out all the clues and uh, Monokuma rings the bell, it is time for the trial to begin. And the trial takes place in a different perspective. Everyone sits in podiums in a circle. In which case, it will move back and forth between all of the players. Uh, This mode is called something like bullet time, something along those lines. And as people are talking, you can see their words flash on the screen. And the goal of the player is to actually use clues to bring out the lies. So these clues turn into truth bullets that are evidence that you can use against other players. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Other... Characters within the game uh, using these truth bullets, you'll be able to break down, get people to uh, um, either confess or point out their lie, get people on your side. It's really kind of a constant battle between Makanto and everyone else, him trying to prove, and the player being him um, trying to prove exactly who is the uh, the blackened. During this trial, you will also be able to uh, participate in a couple of mini games. These are usually when Makato comes into contention with one person in particular, so one of the minigames involves matching uh letters as they come from the sides of the screen, which can be very frustrating. But it's it's there and it spices it up. Despite them being, you know, labeled minigames, they're they're fine enough and they break it up enough that you kind of get to lose yourself in some gameplay before you come back and start trying to break down the, the what's going on. Um, Mikado also has a life bar during this, so you can't get wrong too many times or else the trial will end and the black end will win. When this happens, you get a retry option so it's not a big deal, but there are some trophies tied to it and I'm unlocking a few things that are kind of necessary, so you want to try and be as precise as possible. Um once the person has been found out, everyone gets to have a vote. And once the vote is drawn, the Blacken is pulled out and punished. And this is kind of the uh, the two game loops that coincide with one another that continue throughout the entire game. Um, they really help balance each other out because the trials and the murders are not necessarily stressful in the sense that you're timed. But it's, it's thought-provoking. You have to figure out what's going on. None of them are brain... Breaking. This isn't the witness that is trying to stump you, Um, but they're enjoyable nonetheless. Um, The mystery aspect really makes it feel like you are involved alongside Mikado and the students, and it's a it's it's a very great game. A lot of people put it uh, in comparison with uh, the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series on three DS, so. A little bit about the development of Rampa, specifically Trigger Happy Havoc. The game is designed using this mix of 2D and 3D graphics, termed 2.5D motion graphics. Um, they're used to blend the 2D characters and items found in the environment fluidly with a 3D environment. Um, a large part of the reason they chose this specific art style had to do with the fact that the game was originally released on PSP. So the limitations of the system made it very difficult. It was released in Japan only on PSP. So um, this art style really allowed them to make it pop and distinct without having to worry too much about the the way the game would process on the PSP. Um, the art direction was specifically picked to contrast the dark subject matter. Uh, this includes the design choice to make blood neon pink. Um, the art direction varies greatly from the original idea of using black and white colors for the whole game, with the exception of blood, which would remain red. Um, the decision bo- more than likely uh, came shortly after the name was changed from distrust, which was originally which oh, excuse me, which was the original version of the game that was also much darker and more sinister. The game scenario was written to shake users' heart by showing a devastating accident in not devastating ways, according to scenario writer Kazutaka Kodaka. Um, he is currently writing the next game, the third one, and he he says it's very difficult but enjoyable to try and find these mundane scenarios and then really make them. Uh, d- I like it like he said it makes you shake your heart because things happen and you're like no you either care about the character or it happens in such a weird way or in a weird place that you're just used to being safe and you're not safe anymore especially like the school most people have fond memories of going to school maybe being bullied but overall it's it's your place where you you know nothing bad's going to happen and then all of a sudden you're killing fellow students inside the school it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense Uh, Like I said, originally designed for the PSP, along with its sequel, Goodbye Despair, the game was then ported to iOS and Android with enhanced features such as touch controls before finally making its way to PS Vita, and more recently, Steam. Um, So you can play in the US, and I'll say the West, you can play it on Vita, and you can play it on Steam. Um, I personally think it's an excellent Vita game because you don't have to worry too much about devoting hours of time to sit by your computer and do the story you can literally turn it on play for 30 minutes turn it off the touch controls work beautifully but you don't have to use the touch controls so the vita to me is the perfect place to play it the game was received uh fairly well actually the uh, the original release uh, in japan um, trigger happy havoc made it to the top of the psp charts at over 25,564 copies sold in its first week the re-release of the uh, on PS Vita sold over 76,172 copies in its first week. So obviously it gained quite a following since the original released. Uh, the combined sales of Trigger, Happy Havoc, and Goodbye Despair have reached over 200,000 copies sold in the West as of April 29th, 2015. Um... These numbers are great considering the size. of Spike tunes off. They definitely see this as a successful franchise. That's one reason why they're continuing to develop. Um, and the fact that the game has been a PS Vita exclusive and sold that well in the West is pretty amazing. Uh, critically, Trigger Happy Havoc was received fairly well. It a, has a Metacritic score of 80 at the moment. Um, some people felt that the story wasn't engaging enough to warrant the gameplay. Other people wished it was straight uh, visual novel, uh, the light novel, instead of having to be interactive, but AD is still a strong score by every stretch of the imagination. Personally, this series has easily become one of my favorites in recent um, memory. The combination of the bright, beautiful art style and the dark subject matter is really appealing to me. I love that contrast. It just really screams out um, the different sides kind of fighting with one another and i really like the characters they're very endearing uh some of them are super weird some of them are really disturbing and learning about them super interesting and the mystery behind monokuma uh, especially in trigger happy havoc is really really interesting i will say i probably won't do a treasure trove on uh, goodbye despair but if you like trigger happy havoc you have to play goodbye despair because the way it distorts the the entire premise of Trick or Happy Havoc is mind blowing. I absolutely loved it, loved it for that reason. So, um, the story itself, like I said, really fun. Um, I, I still think though, if you're not a fan of like Japanese storytelling or anime, this might not be the game for you. Check it out. There's obviously less plays online, and there's things to do, so you can find more about it for sure. Uh, the truth bullet mini game to me is a lot of fun to determine who it is, and even though I didn't like the other mini games as much, the truth bullet portion of it was really interesting for me. Um, I think it's safe to say that if you put the time and enjoy Trigger Happy Havoc, you'll be sucked into the black hole that is Rampa overall. Like, there's no. I would be surprised if you beat it to fruition and did not want to play it any further. You can pick up the game on Vita, like I said, highly recommended there, uh, or in Steam on the West. I wanted to make one more note before I sign off, which is the game is designed with a story in mind, and at the very end they added something called School Mode, which is a little bit like a school simulation. And School Mode is where you can build all of your relationships with all of the characters. And though it's not the most fun gameplay... Learning more about those characters really happens in school mode. And so I think that you should, if beating the game, take the time to at least delve into it before signing, writing it off entirely. But that's it. That's the end of my soapbox there. Um, like I said, Danganronpa, Trigger, Happy Haddock. It's the first game in the franchise. I highly recommend it. Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it if I did not. That is all I have for you this week. It's a, a little quick and a little late. I apologize, but I had some personal things to take care of Mardi Gras, you know. So you can uh, tweet at me at jesterhead0302 if you have any other ideas for games or you like what I'm doing. Um, you've heard the podcast and wanted to mention a game that I have before or you have ideas for me to mention other games. Um you can also visit my blog, which will be in the post because it's really long. I can never run the name. i got to get a shorter name. Um, until next time, keep on playing.